The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rock. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. And yes, we are coming in for a landing here. <laughs> Forgot to turn off my uh, my fan. I'm trying to keep everything cool while we're doing that. Uh, welcome to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. And uh, if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com. And... Um, if you're interested in watching the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com and you'll see two videos there at the top of the page. I don't know why Rumble is acting up. You you upload a picture here, it doesn't matter how many times you upload it, it won't load your picture right. Um, so that's a little problem on their end. Um, and I'm having to wait till after the shows are done to add the picture now. It's really weird. Uh, but in any case, the video on the left side is Bradley's show from yesterday. If you missed it, it was a really good um, <clears throat> presentation of those who profess to know Christ but fail to bear fruit of repentance. Um, some people don't like that Bradley gets on that. I don't know why. It's part of what the gospel is, is it not? I mean, when uh, John the Baptist... Had the Pharisee had all the people come out, including the Pharisees, 
And he says, well, who told you, brood of vipers, about this? Well, you know, to flee the wrath to come. Bring forth fruits of repentance. And everybody else is getting baptized, and they're just kind of standing afar off, right? Uh, repentance is part of what the gospel proclaims. It is the repentance, the fruit of repentance is, is the demonstration that the divine seed, if you want to use that term, if you want to, that the new birth actually took effect in your life. If you don't have repentance, you had no new birth. You were still dead in your sins. That's That was the whole point, even of yesterday, of, of things that we were talking about. So if you want to catch that, up until 3 o'clock Eastern today, you can do that. Left side of the page, sonslibertymedia.com. Right side is where we're on. Click on the play button, blow it up whatever device you've got, and then uh, the rumble icon is in the bottom right-hand corner. Click on that, and you can join us in the uh, chat on Rumble. We're streaming live to Rumble on Sons of Liberty Radio Live. That's the channel. Uh, please subscribe over there and uh, help us build that up a little bit. And then also we're on BeforeIt'sNews.com, type of the page, DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty. Variety of Facebook pages. I'm, I'm on there, I guess, now. <laughs> uh, over there that bear my name. Uh, Twitch at the, uh, the Real Tim Brown. And then also Twitter for whatever that's worth. The Real Tim Brow, leave off the N and add the number two, The Real Tim Brow 2, and you should be good to go there. Right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter, one of those a day. Comes in the evening, and then if you want our ministry email once a week, go to sonsoflibertyradio.com. And uh, finally, if you want to help keep us out there, uh, there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that, make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And we do appreciate you guys keeping us out there uh, very much. Uh, without you, we can't do to the, I mean, we can still do things, but not to the extent that we do them. Okay. So thank you very much for, um, uh, you know, kind of hanging in there with us and and supporting us. We appreciate it very much. Okay. I got a couple of topics that we're going to cover this morning. And um, by the way, I'm trying to reach the guy out there. You know, I mentioned yesterday this guy out in, uh, that does all the reporting on Area 51 and how both his homes were raided by the FBI. Sent an email off to him yesterday. Let's see if we can get him on. I want to see what all they're taking. I mean, they took all his electronics, but, you know, what's his thoughts on that and, and those kinds of things? I think it's kind of an interesting thing. I mean, why would you keep that area associated? Oh, well, Tim, it's national security. You know, this whole national security stuff, I'm just going to tell you, uh, it just reeks. The whole thing reeks. In a free society, we got to have national security. You have national security because you're doing stuff that you shouldn't be doing. Oh, well, Tim, you don't know. We... I, I'm just saying, when the spies went out from Israel into the promised land, did they come back and say, hey, we got to keep this hush-hush from everybody? No. They were very open about what they had done. <laughs> Ugh. Craziness. Anyway. Couple of videos here. This now, you guys remember the guy from Turkey? Uh, it was a long video, and he was a bus driver, and he's having all these seizures. While everybody around him is, is just kind of hanging on and stuff as he's bumping into cars and all this other stuff. This is um, this is out of India. And for the radio audience. The bus driver, I'm going to just kind of turn that down. The bus driver here, this is the news report. He kind of veers off to the left looking up with his phone and just crashes into the floor um, on his left side. Yeah, you don't think that's, uh, 
You don't think that's the shot? Maybe that was the sudden adult death syndrome. Yeah, that's what it is. It's not that it has nothing to do with a shot, Tim. You conspiracy theorist, tinfoil hat, knucklehead. Doesn't have anything to do with that. There's no way you can tie that, any of these sudden adult death syndromes to that. Okay. All right. You want to take the blue pill? That is completely up to you. Now, this is uh, Macron. Uh, this guy. Now, here's another thing, too. Now, if you put this video here that I've got up, uh, Macron gets smacked after calling for a new world order at APEC. If you put this up, you'll get a little fact checker thing that talks about the new world order is basically conspiracy theorist, you know, theory and all this kind of stuff. And yet these people are saying it. They're writing articles about it. They're telling you right in your face what they're doing. By the way, it's on the back of your money. That little pyramid, that little thing, Nor Nor uh, what does it say? I don't even have a dollar with me, I don't think. Norvus odor secludum, or whatever it is. I, I can't even pronounce the words. Right up under that little pyramid on your dollar bill. That's what it's saying. New world order. It's right there on your money. And I'll guarantee you the God they talk about and God we trust ain't the good Bible God. It's not Yahweh. It's not the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I think um, John Carpenter's They Live had it exactly right. Your God is money. Listen to it. You do not hear the moral law of God extolled in the halls of the D.C. crime syndicate. Nope. You hear money, economy, spending, investing. That's what they call it. That's what they call taxation now. All of that. It's Marxist to the core. It's unlawful. And with unlawful money, what do you have? You have unlawful deeds. We've talked about that before. And that's where the Federal Reserve needs to be abolished right along with D.C. While you're taking out the Federal Reserve, why don't you just go ahead and take out D.C. too? It needs to be dissolved. I'm not calling for an overthrow. I'm calling for a dissolution of it, as Thomas Jefferson wrote in the, in the Declaration of Independence. And a restoration, well, let me, let me even change that. I don't even want a restoration of a central government. I think it is bad. I think throughout history, no matter who is in there, you've got a centralized government is a bad idea. Really bad idea. Sounds good. Doesn't work out so well. Every time it's tried. Even in our own, we see the corruption that started. And it didn't start with Obama. And it didn't start with Bush 2 or Bush 1 or any of that. The corruption has been going on for a long train of events of more than 170 years. Okay. Here is Macron. Now, I think he's speaking in French here, but there are subtitles. So I'll read those off for the radio audience, and then you'll see him get smacked after his little speech here. So uh, let me pause that. He said, are you on the U.S. or the Chinese side? Um, how about the side of the law? See, again, this is this division here. This this kind of political language that goes on, and this is what he says: Are you on the U.S. or the Chinese? Are you side? on the U.S. or the Chinese side? Because now, progressively, a lot of people would like to see there there are two orders in this world. This is a huge mistake. All right, that, now let me tell you: There are two orders in this world. You're on the side of law, the moral law, the natural law that's been revealed in nature and then codified in the written word of God and His law. 
or you're on the side of lawlessness. It's not whether you're on the U.S. side because the U.S. has been just as lawless as China. And don't tell me they haven't because they have. I can give you numerous examples. I'm going to give you a couple of them today. You're either on the side of we need to get our, our, our terminology right. We need to start stop talking Democrat and Republican, blue and red, conservative, liberal. We need to say you're on the side of the law or you're on the side of lawlessness. Let's get our terminology correct. And I'll tell you, if we start doing that, people's eyes will start getting open to what, what's really going on. But we got to be consistent in that. Okay, here's Macron again. Even for both the U.S. and China, we need a single global order. And then somebody gets a smackdown on him, and then they get taken down. All right. Uh, yeah. No, we don't need a global order. Macron can't even cover his own self in France. Biden can't cover cover things here in the U.S. We don't need a bunch of unelected bureaucrats sitting at the U.N. telling us what to do with our lives. We can't even get the people that, that are elected or, or selected to do what they're supposed to do. We certainly don't need a global world order. We don't. Let me tell you what we do need. We need individual order. We need to be able to govern ourselves according to what God has told us, our Creator has told us. That's what we need. I, I thought Americans were about liberty. Why are you calling for a king? You know, I, I read that the other day. Somebody writing an article saying, Trump is our king. He's our declared king. I'm just sitting here going, really? And, and you people think that you're free. You are so, you are as deceived as the Pharisees. When Jesus said they needed to be freed, freed from their bondage, they said, what are you talking about? Freedom. We, we, we're enslaved to no man. Yeah, right. You are under the boot of the Romans. That's why you had to petition Pilate to murder the guy who, was your, who you considered to be your enemy, the Lord Jesus. And you tell people that they're a slave here in the United States, and they go, no, no, I'm, I'm free, man. I got liberty. Yeah, okay. Let me see you use that liberty when you get on a plane. Let me see it. If you're free, if you, be like that young man years ago. I wish I could remember the story uh, and the guy's name. He went through the TSA, and he had written on his chest, I believe it was the Fourth Amendment. I think that's what he had written on there. Don't quote me on that. He had it written on his chest like in black magic marker. And he pulled his shirt open to show them he was not going to submit to it. He went to court and he beat it. He beat it. Now, was he probably going to have to fight it numerous times whenever he got on the plane? Yep. Probably because, again, you don't live in the land of the free. You live in the land of the oppressed and terrorized. I'm not saying you don't have certain liberties, but it's only as far as government's going to let you go till they put the boot down on you. That's just one example. That's just one example. We, we've had Roger Sills on and talking about, even bringing up the issue of taxes and that of a non-citizen status and how that doesn't apply there in the language. And you let the IRS get a hold of that information and them come after you. They're not going to care about the law. No, they're a bunch of thugs. They're going to come after you for that. <sighs> okay, so here's another one. 
this is the last one of this, and then we're going to get to our topic. But it leads into the first part of our topic, okay? Now, this is Carrie Lake. Now, I'll just tell you my thoughts on Carrie Lake. She's very sharp, on her toes, everything I've seen. No teleprompter, just very sharp, very sharp lady. Um, and she doesn't mind dishing it out. And so there's some bit of reminiscence of Donald Trump here. But Carrie Lake has ha said a couple of things that I go, okay, wait a minute. Let's watch what this gal does because I think this lady will easily sell out. And, and I'm going to tell you, mainly because she's been in the Mockingbird media. Uh, you can you can give me all kinds of trouble all you want to. I'm just telling you right now, that's my gut instinct. And I know guts aren't aren't facts. I get it. But what she has to say here is good and it's right. But I want to see, are you going to carry through Carrie? And here's what uh, Carrie Lake has to say about the fiasco and the criminality that's going on there in Arizona. Take a listen. Hi, this is Carrie Lake, and I have a message to the people of Arizona and all Americans. Forty days ago, elections in Arizona officially started when mail-in ballots were sent out across our state. Election day was 13 days ago, and Maricopa County is still counting ballots. Printer problems, tabulation errors, three-hour-long lines, and even longer. And confusing instructions given by election officials made this election day the most chaotic in Arizona's history. Half of voting centers that opened for the first time on Election Day, where the overwhelming majority of voters were voting for Kerry Lake, were not operational or had significant failures. Would you get on an airplane if half of the engines didn't work? Would our friends in the media be able to broadcast their nightly propaganda if only half of their studio equipment was working? The 2022 general election in Arizona was botched and broken beyond repair. Thankfully, the Attorney General's office is demanding answers from Maricopa County. Attorney General Mark Brnovich is taking the first steps necessary to remedy this assault on our democracy. This isn't about Republicans or Democrats. This is about our sacred right to vote, a right that many voters were sadly deprived of on November 8th. Tens of thousands of you have reached out, pleading with me to fight this fight. Rest assured, I will, because if we give up now, we will no longer have a country. Attorneys are working diligently to gather information. Whistleblowers are coming forward, and the curtain is being lifted. Whether done accidentally or intentionally, it is clear that this election was a debacle that destroyed any trust in our elections. Arizonans who choose to make their voice heard on election day should not be disenfranchised or punished for choosing to vote in person. Yet they were. I want you to know, Arizona, I will continue fighting until we restore confidence and faith in our elections. Mm -hmm. Continue fighting. Now, I got to tell you, that sounds reminiscent of 2020, doesn't it? D didn't we hear similar words from Donald Trump? And what happened? Oh, they put up a big legal fight. It was all over the news, this, that, and the other. And nobody did anything. And now we have the illegitimate sniffer-in-chief in the White House now. So, Carrie, 
I hope the people of Arizona hold you to that. I hope you mean what you say. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. But I'm going to tell you, I, I already sit at one place. Somebody's up this morning. I already sit in a place where I, I see Mockingbird Media here. You come out of that thing. That doesn't mean that necessarily you're bad. We've had other people come out of the Mockingbird Media and report on like Amber Lyon saying that they were paid to shut down stories and stuff like this. We've had other people come out, Cheryl Atkinson. And some people say, well, she's a shield. She's a, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know these people. I can just tell you they come out and they tell you the right things. And when it comes to doing them, it's usually half and half of those who come out. Okay. So we'll see what happens there. Okay. We'll see what happens. Um, there are some things, and I don't know why I didn't move the uh, the articles over, but uh, I'm going to move them over now so that you can see them. Um, because what we're going to be talking about is we're going to talk about uh, the issue with um, Jeffrey Epstein, uh, what's come out with that, because, you know, in large measure, that's been like a, really silenced. And, um, and then we're also going to talk about this issue where the election denial, what Kerry was just talking about, we're going to deal with on YouTube. Now, YouTube was out there censoring us, shutting down our websites from years being up there because we were actually telling the truth about the convids and about the convid shots. Okay. They've recently backed off of some of that, at least that's what I understand, as to how their censorship works. Oh, they're finding out, oh, you guys were right, but we're not going to say you were right. We're just going to kind of let that go now. Wink, wink, nod, nod, right? Well, <clears throat> here is one concerning election denial. And what's interesting is, is this guy, Matt Tabai, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, T-A-I-B-B-I. He wrote something on Substack called Election Denial for Me, but Not for These. YouTube censors TK produced videos again, despite factual accuracy. See, it has nothing to do with whether it's really right or wrong. It has to do with whether or not you're marching lockstep with the agenda and the ideology and the propaganda. That's what it has to do with. That determines whether or not something is accurate, whether it is factual. Okay? So he reports on this guy by the name of Matt Orfalia, O-R-F-A-L-E-A. And he says he didn't lie, alter clips, or remove key context. He made edits faithful to reality and just got a strike for it. Welcome to post-Trump America. Well, it's not post-Trump America. This stuff has been going on since before Trump came along. I, people are infatuated with Trump like he's a god or something. It's just ridiculous. Well, you people are being set up for this, a deception and a delusion you can't even imagine. There's going to guy. There's going to be a guy that comes on the scene. He's going to claim he's a messiah, and you're going to go, "Yep, he sure is." Look at him. Oh, great order. He gives the smackdown. He's got all the answers. Just remember what Peter says in Second Peter two. They claim to promise liberty to you, but they themselves are the slaves of corruption. Just keep that in mind. All right, now this is from his, uh, <clears throat> his piece over at Substack. He says, in late September, videographer Matt Orfalea, 
I hope I'm saying that Orfali, maybe I don't know. Made a pair. I'm just going to call him Matt when his name comes up. Made a pair of videos for TK. One memory hold. The election was hacked. Was a simple montage of Democratic politicians, media officials, and enforcement officials saying the 2016 election was, among other things, illegitimate. Oh, do you guys remember that? That was 2016, not 2020. Rigged, hacked, and a cyber 9-11. The second memory hold part two, the rigged election, was a similar exercise with one exception. It compared the post-2020 statements of Donald Trump to the post-2016 statements of Democratic partisans. The reason they do that, this is WWE. It's all a selection. If you even listen, let me let me ask you something. How many of you guys have read the Q and nonsense people? Have you have you read those guys? Do you remember what they said about 2016? Well, Hillary was going to win. The fix was in, and the military rigged it for Donald Trump. I, I'd seen the posts. I wish I could pull some of them up. I, it just hit my mind just now, or I would have pulled pulled some up. They said the military worked it out so Donald Trump would get in. Now, I think the guy probably got the votes, just like I think he probably got the votes in 2020. You can look at the crowds and make your determination. I I think he got them. Whether I agree with his policies, his unconstitutionality or constitutionality is irrelevant. I think he got I think he got the votes. So here's what happened. And uh, he continues on and he says, um, when Trump tells Chris Wallace, I have to see when asked if he'd concede an election or failure, uh, shows Hillary Clinton saying, no, I would not. When asked in 2017, after a loss, if she'd contest the results, he shows Trump later saying he'll, of course, respect the results if I win. And Hillary Clinton saying Joe Biden should not concede under any circumstances, essentially exact analogs. Okay. And he does have a video down here. I'm going to play this real quickly. This is a little bit of a montage of of Democrats here. And again, you know what? It's they're, they're, You're either on the side of the law or you're on the side of the lawless. It really is. Take a listen to this little montage that's been put together for TK. So we're all in agreement that it is incorrect to say the 2020 election was stolen. What about the 2016 election? Look, I'm not going to go back into history. It was a stolen election. It was stolen. Stolen. He's an illegitimate president. He's an illegitimate president. You know, pretending to be president. Why do you think the president is going to such great lengths to essentially prove that he beat you? Because he didn't. One third of Clinton supporters say Trump election is not legitimate. I right. think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win. You are absolutely right. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee and you can have the election stolen from you. The 2016 election was stolen. Got a nicer way to say that? Say Russia hacked the election. Russia hacked our election. Russia hacked our election. A little louder, please. Russia hacked our election. That was a 9-11 scale event. This was a kind of cyber 9-11. A cyber 9-11. Yes. Russia hacked our election. Russia, you know, of course, hacked our election here. Half of Clinton's voters believe the conspiracy theory that Russia hacked election day votes. We know that they were 
into voting rolls, actual interference with the elections themselves. We know it happened. Despite no credible evidence, 67% of Democrats believe Russia tampered with vote tallies. Hacking the U.S. election. Hacking the U.S. election. Russia hacked our election. The Russians hacked our election. Russia hacked our election. Russia hacked our election. Russian hacking of our election. Hacking of our, of our election. Russia hacked our election. Russia hacked our election. Stolen election. Russia hacked our election. Russia hacked our election. The universal assessment that Russia hacked our election in 2016. Foreign governments hacked our elections. Most young Americans consider Donald Trump an illegitimate president. An illegitimate president. He's an illegitimate president. Why is he See, illegitimate? He just won an election. He's an illegitimate president in my mind. That's it. I absolutely agree. Experts urge Clinton Kemp to challenge election results. We will see how illegitimate his victory actually was. He's an illegitimate president. Russia hacked our election. Russians hacking our election. Hacked our election. Russia hacking our election. I don't see the president as a legitimate president. Trump is an illegitimate president who stole the election. He is not a president. He's illegitimate. And my biggest fear is that he's going to do it again with the help of Vlad, his best pal. It's terrifying. Would you be my vice president? Hillary Clinton voters call to overturn election results. More than 4 million people have already signed a petition on change.org calling for the electors of the Electoral College to quote, ignore their states, votes and cast their ballots for Secretary Clinton. Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. We are the victims of a bloodless coup. He didn't win the general election. Yo, Electoral College, make Hillary Clinton president, period. Donald Trump is an illegitimate president. He's not an illegitimate president. Dems don't accept Trump as a legitimate president. This wasn't on the level. This election was not on the level. I don't think he's a legitimate president. Our election wasn't legit. He got his victory from cheating. Yes, Trump cheated. Trump cheated the 2016 election. He's an illegitimate president. No validity, no credibility. Mm -hmm. And because of that, anger at what some see as an illegitimate president. It will not be a peaceful change of power. A number of incidents turned violent. Protesters hurled trash cans, flash bombs, and objects at police. Several officers injured. Protesters threw rocks and smashed windows, leading to more confrontations, injuries, and arrests. The chaotic scene just blocks outside the secure area of the inauguration. If denying election results is extreme now. Yeah. Why so let's, let's be really clear. That comparison that you made is just ridiculous. Protests against Donald Trump's election victory surged overnight, and some became violent. Violence erupted on the streets of Portland during the second straight day of protests over the election of Donald Trump. Some protesters launched fireworks and other projectiles at police. Several people began vandalizing cars. Some demonstrators smashed door windows. Protesters faced off with police in other cities, too, including Oakland, Denver, and Minneapolis. Violent protests continuing now for the third day in a row. Some 4,000 angry demonstrators over Trump's election victory taking to the streets. Officers in front of thousands of protesters in what police called a riot. Setting fires, taking their frustrations out on cars and buildings. People threw projectiles at officers and damaged property as well. I threw a trash can at them because I'm angry. One woman driving through was attacked as someone used a bat to smash her windshield. They are undermining our democratic process, everything that we stand for. <laughs> you know, you, you kind of sit here and then you're seeing there at the end that all of the stuff that was dealing with uh, all the riots in the streets. And did Trump do his job on that? Nope. 
Nope. Just let them burn down the streets. Oh, we'll let governors do it. Uh, you know, and I'm fine with that. I, I'm fine for him standing back for a time and saying, you governors, you need to take care of this stuff. If you don't take care of it, what's he supposed to do? Well, he's to make sure the laws are faithfully executed. That's his job. Article two. And uh, not only that, he has the authority to call up the militia, not the National Guard. Nothing. That's the federal militia. Our, our founding fathers had no desire for such a thing. They didn't. Go back and show it to me. You're, you're not going to find it. They talked about the militia as the, the common man being there. He could have called them up and put down the insurrection. He didn't do that. He did not do that. Okay? That video, this guy was censored for. He, he did one with Republicans doing it too, which tells you it's a WWE match here. We've known for long before Donald Trump was in office. I mean, some people say, oh, Donald Trump exposed all the all the stuff. Yeah, but he didn't do anything about it. That's the problem. The, the job of the office is not to expose it. It is to prosecute it, to make sure the laws are faithfully executed. Well, he can't do anything, you know. He's, wait a minute. He's the guy that said he can control the DOJ. They have to do what he says. That's what he said. And then when he when he couldn't get the job done, oh well, you know, there's other guys. They got they're just too powerful for me, and there's you know all this nonsense. Excuses, excuses. If they're not doing what their job is supposed to do, then you fire them. I thought that's what the apprentice guy did. You're fired, right? You fire them and you put people in the position who will actually accomplish the job that they're set there for. But he didn't do it. Why? He's one of them. He's one of them. You're being played. I, you, this is why, and you can call me cynical if you want. Maybe I am a little bit. Um, <clears throat> but it's incredible to me that people aren't getting that. They're not seeing how they're played. And I have to ask a question. Because this kind of came up the other day in some questions about certain things that were going on with the government. And what do you do when you remove certain things that you're, you're kind of used to having around? What would happen if we dissolved D.C.? I'm, I'm just asking that question. How many of your lives would actually be changed? Uh, maybe if you're drawing a Social Security check or you're using Medicaid or Medicare, that's going to be affected. But what's going to happen to what's going to happen to the value of the money? Well, one, you're not going to continue printing that stuff. That's right. There's no outsider getting insult. You're right. Again. Did we forget that thing about presidents aren't elected, they're selected? Oh, except for when it was Donald Trump. <laughs> I mean, I think he got the votes. Don't get me wrong. I think he got the votes. Uh, but again, you listen to the QAnon sense. Oh, they made sure that, you know, he was going to get in there. The military did because they wanted him in there to work their magic of the plan that you can't stop what's coming. And where we go, one, we go. Yeah, where we go, one, we go, we're going to go all. Straight into the hands of judgment. That's where we're going. That's not all, though. That's not all. That's just one. That's just one outfit that's going on right now. <laughs> oh, salt. That's very funny. That's you're you're a comedian. You really are. Okay, so. <clears throat> um, the other thing that, that I came across was this article out of the Epoch Times. Um, 
and several outlets have reported on it. And this is um, this federal judge. He has ordered the unsealing of documents featuring the real names of some of the John Doe's relating to deceased sex trafficker or alleged deceased sex trafficker, Jeffrey Epstein, according to multiple media outlets. Judge Loretta Presca ruled on Friday to disclose the in identities of a number of previously anonymous individuals. I, I want to know when we're going to get just release all the names. Why is, is this a national security issue? Uh, do we have the Department of Defense guys involved in that? Probably they were caught uh, 5,000 of them uh, looking up child porn, never prosecuted. Do do we have the White House doing you know involved in this? Was Biden in it? Was Trump in it? Bill Clinton? I mean, who who all is in? Why are they protecting these names? That's what I want to know. Judge Loretta Presca ruled on Friday to disclose the identities of a number of previously anonymous individuals in documents filed by Epstein victim Virginia. What's that lady's name? Gif Giffrey. I'm sorry, we'll just call her Virginia. Against the convicted pedophile's associate, Ghislaine Maxwell, in a defamation case, according to Insider. It goes on and it says, Her civil lawsuit against Maxwell has generated a trove of documents relating to Epstein, which contain a number of redacted names, some of which Preska ordered unsealed on the premise that public interest outweighs the right of privacy. And it does. And I'm going to show you why there's a public interest here in just a moment. I just want to kind of give some of the, the details of what's going on here. Eight non-party does, referred to in the document, the non-party does, that's the in quotes, referred to in documents as does 12, 28, 97, one, it gives several numbers of people it's referencing in 183, sought to remain anonymous amid concerns that their disclosure would harm their reputations. According to Fox News, Preska disagreed in some cases, saying that much of the purportedly sensitive information had already been disclosed to the public during Maxwell's trial. While a timeline for the release of the documents and names has not been set, of course not. <laughs> uh, Preska, you might want to watch your back there, Chick. Uh, Preska identified some of the Epstein-linked individuals during the hearing. The judges identified Doe 147 as Epstein victim Sarah Ransom, who testified publicly at Maxwell's sentencing and published a book about her experience and granted numerous interviews, according to Insider, which probably virtually no one read because she probably doesn't have friends that can buy up a bazillion copies and get her on the New York Times bestselling list. Another individual Preska identified was Emmy Taylor, a former personal assistant to Mac Maxwell, who was accused of playing a role in the sexual abuse of some of the victims, according to the Daily Mail. And then as we come down, Taylor, who was denied any wrong, who has denied any wrongdoing, was named in a batch of publicly available documents from another lawsuit, Preska said, and ordered its release, according to the Daily Mail, though it's unclear which of the does is used in reference to Taylor. So <laughs> it's kind of interesting uh, because then we have this. Preska also ordered documents relating to Doe 183 unsealed as the individual has been the subject of intense media coverage. Hmm. wonder who that could be. And their name was disclosed during Maxwell's trial. But in order to allow Doe 183 an opportunity to appeal her decision, Preska put a stay on the release until November the 28th. 
She also ordered the name of Tom Pritzker, billionaire executive chairman of the Hyatt Hotels, to be unsealed, according to Insider. Prescott said Pritzker had only a marginal connection to Epstein as his name came up in a deposition in which a witness said they didn't recognize him. Pritzker argued that the disclosure on the premise that it could harm his reputation, but Pritzker overruled or Preska overruled his objection. I feel like I'm talking about pots, pasta or a pasta dish here. Pritzker Preska. <laughs> Look, I'm talking about a pasta dish. The judge did concede to some of the individuals who raised objections. However, Doe 12 will remain anonymous as they were a classic outsider, the judge said, describing them as neither victim nor associated with Epstein or Maxwell. What, what are they doing in there then? What are they doing in there? The name of Doe 28 will also remain sealed as they're a sexual assault victim who the judge said continues to experience trauma. Meanwhile, Maxwell recently alleged that a fellow inmate plotted to kill her in her sleep. No surprise there. I'm surprised she's still breathing or in jail. Let me put it that way. She also said that she found Epstein's death, which was ruled a suicide to be profoundly suspicious. Of course, we all did. He didn't kill himself. That's just nonsense. It really is. When he died, Epstein was awaiting trial on federal sex trafficking charges under the tutelage and the, the oversight of the great Donald Trump, by the way. Yep. The, the, the same Donald Trump that gave the guy who gave Epstein his sweetheart deal the position of Department of Labor Secretary. Yep, that same Donald Trump. See, I'm telling you, they're all in it together. I know it's hard for some of you guys to believe it because you hear what comes out of their mouth that, that you like to hear. They tickle your ears. But really, what's inside is dirty, rotten, stinking, dead men's bones. That's what's inside of them. Okay. All right. So you say, well, what is all the big deal here? They're they're hiding. They're obviously not going to release some names of some people who are victims. I don't really have a problem with that. The problem I have is releasing the names of all the people that have been tied up with Maxwell and Epstein. And we know a lot of them from Epstein's Black Book, which covers a myriad of politicians and celebrities who have who he's had contact with. He's had, you know, we had uh, uh, Dylan Howard on talking about the multiple business dealings that Epstein and Donald Trump had. Uh, we, we've seen many of these celebrities on pictures of them on his Lolita Express. We know that many of them went to his island where he had these underage girls. I don't even like referring to it as pedophilia. Pedo, it means infant. It means a child doesn't mean a, 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 a young person who is in puberty. It doesn't mean that. It means very little child. And most of these young girls were considered minors, but they wouldn't be considered pedos. They wouldn't be considered infants or little children. Uh, I think we need to make distinguish distinguishment because, you know, our forefathers, many of them married at the very ages that he's engaging with this. They did, 14, 15, 16 years old. In fact, Mary, when she's betrothed to Joseph, she's probably falling in that age group. Would that make some, Joseph some kind of pedophile? No. But our society, because we haven't educated the mind 
and I did use the term educated, not schooled. We have educate. We have not educated the mind to grow up with the body. And so our young people's bodies are ahead of where their mindset should be. Their, their, their bodies are maturing. Their minds have not matured. So we have to bump that age group out into, you know, whatever, 18, 21, 25, who knows by the time, you know, I go be with the Lord, it'll probably be 30 years old and people will be waiting until they're 35 to have kids. Ridiculous. Losing all that time for the glory of God to take dominion through the numbers, through the natural means God has given us. So there's that. So why is this so important? Well, it came out, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but it had come out that um, a former handler out of Israel had claimed that Epstein and Maxwell were Israeli spies. Now, there ha I've seen a number of reports that claim Israel gets information out of the U.S. especially, and they traffic that information up to Russia. Now, that's what, I, that's what I've been told. There's a couple of reports I've read. It's been a while back, but they're, they're traffic out, and nobody reports on that. But one thing we do know is that Russia, or excuse me, Israel has been involved in our elections. You heard all those guys a minute ago talking about Russia was involved in the election. You know what? I'm going to tell you, I think the hackers are the people in our own country. I'd be more apt to believe that than I would that Russia is actually involved in our elections. They might be, but I'd be more apt to say it's our own guys doing it. It's funny. I don't hear much about Anonymous anymore. Are those guys still even around? I'm just curious. So here was a one. This was an article we did back in 2019. Former handler exposes Epstein and Maxwell as Israeli spies. And by the way, we had several of these reports. This isn't the only one. I just pulled up a few this morning uh, just to give you an idea here. Um and here's the story from The Sun. Ghislaine Maxwell and her pedophile lover. See, there's that they use that term as though he's like with little babies. Maybe he was. I don't know. But from what I saw, there were most, you know, late teenage girls, maybe some of them early teens. They were all, and I'm not saying that makes it necessarily right. Fornication is still uh, wrong according to the moral law of God. Okay. So it doesn't, that doesn't really distinguish that. But the point is, is that he was convicted of being with minors. Jeffrey Epstein was. So it was a crime. They both were Israeli spies who took pictures of powerful men having sex with underage girls to blackmail them. Hmm, I wonder who those powerful people could be. You kind of wonder it when you see all the pictures of Ghislaine and Epstein with powerful people, don't you? Prince Andrew, Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, other people, celebrities and such. Who was it? Chris Tucker. I don't know. Several of these people who were listed to go on, um, you know, Epstein Island and such. With underage girls to blackmail them, their alleged Mossad handler has sensationally claimed. The pair allegedly ran a honey trap operation where they would provide young girls to politicians in order to squeeze them for information for the Israelis. 
the unsubstantiated claims this, uh, uh, have been made by Ari Ben Manash, who claims he is a former Israeli spy. Ben Manash claims that he was the handler of Ghislaine's dad, Robert Maxwell, who was also a spy, and that it was, oh, so they, they'll say he's a spy. Okay. Not an unsubstantiated claim. And that it was the former newspaper baron who introduced Epstein and his daughter to the Israeli intelligence agency. He makes the unverified claim in a new book called Epstein, Dead Men Tell No Tales. That's the book by um, uh, Dylan Howard, who's been on the show a couple of times. In a preview of the book shared with Sun Online, Ben Menashe says... Mr. Epstein was the simple idiot who was going around providing girls to all kinds of politicians in the United States. See, effing around is not a crime. Oh, yes, it is. The Bible says it is. And our laws are supposed to be based upon what? Biblical laws, right? It is a crime. What is sin? Sin is transgression of the law. What is a transgression of the law? It's a crime. Don't let don't let the hirelings in the pulpit tell you anything different. It could be embarrassing, but it's not a crime. Yes, it is. But effing a 14-year-old girl is a crime. <laughs> and he was taking photos of politicians doing this to 14-year-old girls, if you want to get it straight. They, Epstein and Maxwell, would just blackmail people. They would just blackmail people like that. Now, um, it says he worked for the Mossad between 70, 1977 and 1987. He was arrested in 89 in the U.S. on arms dealing charges, but was acquitted in 19. Now, what's he doing in the U.S. dealing arms as an Israeli handler? Stop and think about that a second. What is this guy doing dealing arms in the U.S. when he's a known Israeli spy? Just, just let that sink in a little bit if you're one of these people who want to think Israel is our ally. Then we had this. This came out in uh, July 24th, 2019. I think this was before the... Let me just make sure. Uh, this one here was from Dean Garrison on December the 4th, 2019. Before that, Kurt Nemo used to be with InfoWars. Um, was kind enough to let us carry his stuff until he quit publishing. He asked, why did the Epstein Mossad honey trap story disappear? Well, I can tell you because of the very thing that this judge is dealing with. They don't want certain names getting out and they'll, they'll cut some loose if they need to do that. Okay. They'll, they'll, they'll cut them loose if they need to. Here's what he had to write. If you search the news, you'll find very little to nothing in the corporate media about Pato Jeff Epstein's connection to Israeli intelligence. The connection is obvious from Epstein's connection to the Zionist Les Wexner, which we have a couple of stories on from Whitney Webb, and especially his Mossad handler, Ghislaine Maxwell, the daughter of documented Mossad operative and double agent Robert Maxwell. Yeah, if you don't think uh, Maxwell is is in on that, you're out of your mind. They, they come after the kids, too. They want the kids to be a part of it. It's a, it's a family affair. It said Ghislaine had a romantic relationship with Epstein in 92. This is likely a cover story. Maxwell was Epstein's Mossad liaison. She also procured and trained teenage girls to work as honey traps. This is what these girls were, isn't that what they were testifying? Isn't that what they were testifying to? 
The story in the corporate media following Epstein's arrest is that Ghislaine recruited girls for Epstein and his associates. Many rich and influential, it is described as simply a pedophile sex ring, which is obviously much more a blackmail operation designed to compromise politicians and others when and if deviated from the Zionist agenda. And there's more. And, you know, he goes on and he talks about uh, Labor Secretary Alex Acosta's remark of Epstein's intelligence connections, which Acosta has since denied but he said them, fade as corporate media sensationalism and miasma uh, dominant and, dominate and shape the, the story. Guys, this was, this was about blackmailing those who are supposed to represent the people in the United States to get them to do what they wanted. And who's doing it? Who was behind it? Was it Russia? Well, they might have had a hand in it. It was Israel. It was Israel. By the way, I, I had this pulled up, and there are several pages of stuff that we have. But just so you understand, Marvel heads revealed to be closely connected to Israeli intelligence. And it's documented. Meet Toka, the most dangerous Israeli spyware firm you've never heard of. By the way, during the elections of 2020, guess who was part of dealing with the security of the elections. Yep, an Israeli company called Cyber Reason. How Israeli spy-link tech firm gained access to U.S. government's most classified networks. And you can go on. I'll have this search up. If you want to look at uh, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, we've had several contributors, specifically um, out of a website that most people wouldn't go to because they think, oh, well, that's propaganda. Well, most of the stuff you get is propaganda, but these, they document what they're putting out. They really do. Cyber Reason, why a shadowy tech firm with ties to Israel and te Israeli intelligence is running doomsday election simulations. And there's, I, I know there's several in here. They come up different when you do a search, uh, but you'll find stuff with Epstein in it. You'll find stuff with Maxwell in here. You'll, you'll find all of that, and you'll find the Israel is behind some of the quote-unquote security of the elections. And that was for 2020. They probably were doing it before then. That was done too. But ultimately, I think it's our own people doing it. They're the ones selling us out. What does the Bible talk about about with bribery? Man, you that was a death penalty if you did that. What does it talk about about integrity? Talks about having integrity from our hearts. Let our yes be yes and our no, no. We don't need anything else. We don't need oaths. We don't need any of these other things. What, it, what is our integrity supposed to be? And if we don't have that among those who represent us, we don't have any integrity. <laughs> what in the world? I, you guys are not going to believe this. I just got in the chat. I'm just going to pull it up here before the show ends. I want you to see what just came up in the chat. From PolitiFact, Democratic leaders, including Hillary Clinton, began acknowledging Donald Trump's electoral vote victory in 2016 soon after it was made clear. Although some progressive House Democrats tried to challenge Trump's win, their efforts failed. Several Democrats also caught. They, you know, they're picking up everything I'm saying. You understand that? This is Orwell's 1984, make no doubt about it. And we got to cut the head off the beast, pull the heart out of it, pull its fangs if we want to survive this. Bradley BBD3, we'll see you in the morning. Lord willing, 6 a.m. Adios.